Hi, everyone. I'm Christina Garibaldi. Welcome to Season 2 of our podcast, The Wellness Academy, where we discuss everything you need to know about omega-3 fatty acids, including what they are, their benefits and uses, and why you should consider adding them to your daily routine. Brought to you by our partners at Ocean Remedies, check out OceanRemedies.com for all your omega-3 product needs. Joining me today is the CEO of Neptune Wellness Solutions, Michael Camarada. Michael, good to talk to you again. You as well. And also with us is Chief Scientific Officer of Neptune Wellness, Graham Wood, and New York City nutritionist, Martha McKittrick. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Graham, let's start with you. What exactly are omega-3 fatty acids? Omega-3 fatty acids are it's a type of fat, um, which I guess some people are like, oh, that's a bad thing. But actually, omega-3 fatty acids are one of the, the good types of fats. So... Um, I think as we learned through probably the last couple, last 20 years or so, that there are good fats and there are bad fats. So trans fats, uh, which you've heard a lot about, they're definitely the really bad fats. Saturated fats are ones we're probably a little more on the fence about these days. Uh, and then you have uh, polyunsaturated fats, uh, which is what omega-3s are. And uh, <clears throat> omega-3s definitely uh, fall under the category of, of good fats. Um, so of polyunsaturated fats, there's two types that are, would, are deemed what are called essential fatty acids. Uh, the reason they're essential is that the only way we can um, get them is from the diet. Our body can't take other compounds and, and produce these essential fatty acids. We really we have to uh, ingest them. Um, and then <clears throat> once they come into your body, they, they do a huge range of different things. I mean, some of it, probably the most basic is simple, is your every cell membrane in your body has a large percentage of, of both omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids. Um, so they omega-3s in particular serve a great purpose of adding kind of some fluidity to the membrane. So your, your cell membrane is not just there to obviously protect what's inside, uh, but also there's a lot of different uh, neurotransmitters, different things floating around in the cell membrane. Uh, so the more fluid it is, the more kind of responsive those can be. Uh, but then their functions go even deeper is that from within that cell membrane, uh, they can actually act as signals. Um, so they can be involved in signaling. Uh, so probably the biggest example is kind of the, the inflammatory pathway. Um, so, and you'll see in the body, I mean, some areas that have really high levels uh, of omega-3s are really the brain, the heart, and eye. And as we, we go through uh, in this podcast and later podcasts, you'll see that um, that's a big area where omega-3s are really function quite a lot, being the brain, heart, uh, and the eye. Yeah, definitely. And I didn't realize that there are so many benefits of omega-3 fatty acids. Like the list kind of goes on and on. And we're going to break down a lot of them coming up in our later episodes. But just quickly, what are some of the benefits of omega-3 fatty acids? So there's obviously, I mentioned the, there's the structural uh, component. I mean, so that's, it's really important um, for, for us to have healthy cells is to, to have cells that have a, a good proportion of omega-3s in them. Uh, and then the other one, as I talked about already, is the, the inflammation. Uh, so omega-6s, which are, um, they are definitely good, uh, healthy fats. Uh, they actually, though, can lead to, uh, to inflammation. And inflammation isn't 
uh, isn't necessarily a bad thing. Uh, inflammation is something that there's definitely times where we need it. Uh, the problem is if you have too much omega-6, it actually kind of can help lead to a state of kind of chronic inflammation. So inflammation that doesn't go up and down as needed, but is just kind of always, uh, always present there. Omega-3s, on the other hand, kind of counteract that and help reduce and slow down the inflammation. And I mean, when I talk about inflammation, a lot of people are probably thinking like what when you hit your knee on the table and it gets all swollen, that that is definitely inflammation. That's a that's edema. Uh, when a bee stings you and you get all swollen, uh, that is inflammation. But they've realized probably over the last 20 years or so, the inflammation is actually involved in a huge number of processes that isn't just about kind of the what happens when you hit your knee and then you see it gets all inflamed and red. And what's happening is it's your cells are telling uh, your red blood cells, your white blood cells are kind of recruiting everything to come that area to help. Um, but it's, it's the same type of thing that happens really kind of at the cellular level and even happens in the brain is that when cells start um, to get hurt or damaged, they send out signals, these inflammatory signals that bring, uh, bring in other things. Um, and like I said before, that that is definitely a good thing, but it also can lead to bad things. So, I mean, inflammation is now linked to neurogenitive diseases, cardiovascular disease, diabetes. Uh, so really inflammation plays a huge. So when we're talking about it, it's not, we're not just talking about that bruise you get. It's a huge number of processes that, that fall under, under inflammation. Martha, we are going, like we said, we're going to discuss this in a future episode, but briefly, why do you need omega-3s in your diets? As was just said, they're essential fatty acids, so you have to get them from your diet. Um, if you don't get them from your diet, you're not going to really get them in your body. And the average person is probably not consuming enough of them. And they just play such an important role in so many different functions in the body, ranging from development of fetuses to people with cardiovascular conditions, uh, they're very potent anti-inflammatory fat, and so many of the conditions that we have are due to inflammation. So they, they display such an important role in the body. How much should you be consuming per day? Well, that's the whole thing is there's really no set RDA. Like, for example, you know, with, with vitamin D, we know we should consume a certain amount or other nutrients. There, there are recommended daily allowances. And there really isn't one with this. It's suggested that you consume a 250 milligrams a day. But again, it's not like an agreed on RDA by all the health organizations. But but I think combined, I would probably say a minimum of 250 to 500 milligrams a day of combined EPA and DHA. But who knows what that is? That's, it's not like on the label of a food, so you don't even know what that means. Right, yeah. So what foods naturally contain high concentrations of omega-3s? The highest concentration would be from fatty fish. Um, and that would be something like salmon, sardines, mackerel, and herring. These are the highest. And just to give you a comparison, you know, something like three ounces of herring might have 1.71 grams of, of omega-3s versus something like flounder is like 0.2 or something. So it, you really have to get those fatty fish to get a, lar a large amount of omega-3s. So that's the highest source. And then, you know, there's farmed fish, 
which the content depends really on what the fish are fed. Um, and then you can get a weaker form, which I think we'll discuss in a little bit, of alpha-linolenic. You can get that from like flax seeds or from certain kinds of oils. But your, your best bet to get these omega-3 would be from fatty fish. Definitely. I have a ton of questions about that. So we'll leave that for our, our podcast coming up. But Graham, I wanted to bring you back in. And, you know, we've heard omega-3 supplements like fish oil and krill oil. But what exactly are they? So there are two... Um... Two sources, uh, fish and krill, um, two very good sources, I should say, of um, of omega threes. Uh, I mean, the, historically, it was, I guess, in the way omega threes were really found and understood, was looking at populations um, that uh, had really they lived a long time, they were very healthy, and looking at what they ate. And I mean, a great example is the Greenland Inuit population. They ate a huge amount of, of fatty fish. Um, so that's kind of what got us onto the fish. And then krill uh, is a little crustacean. I mean, it's kind of like a tiny, tiny little shrimp. Um, and that's another uh, great source uh, of omega-3s. Um, so those are kind of two, when you you see in the supplement shelf, uh, different omega-3s. I mean, the two biggest you'll see is like uh, is the fish oil version as well as a krill oil version. Got it. Now, Michael... Why did you start with krill oil soft gels at Ocean Remedies? It goes back to the history of Neptune. I think Neptune originated two decades ago, focusing on formulation of krill oil and omega-3. And I think that that was a good starting point. And it's actually the extraction process for krill actually ended up being very similar to the extraction uh, process for plant-based uh, ingredients. Mm-hmm. And then how many supplements would you take per day? Because like, you know, Martha said we don't really know how much is in these fatty fishes, but you do know how much is in a supplement. So how much should you take per day? So this is a, a tougher question to answer, and it really um, depends on what you're you're taking them for. Um, there are recommendations out there um, from like American Heart Association, which is about, I think, two to four grams a day, which is, is quite a, a fair amount. Um, but it, it really depends on what's what you are you just looking to maintain kind of a nice uh, steady base, or are you really going for a specific uh, effect like the American Heart Association? When they're talking about that level of two to four, that's to try to help lower uh, your triglyceride levels. Um, so definitely, it's a conversation you should be having uh, having with your physician uh, to get their input. Make sure there's no reason for why you shouldn't be taking it or shouldn't be taking a certain dose, because uh, there could be interaction with medication. Um, but once you've got that thumbs up from from your physician, I mean, another great resource. Uh, is the web. So, I mean, even the American Heart Association website will talk about it. There's some great pages put out there by the National Institute of Health talking about the different things you could be, why you could be taking omega-3s and what the potential doses could be, as well as actually even the science that backs it up. So, it it definitely really, uh, really depends. Yeah. And then, so what fish are used in the production of fish oil? In terms of uh, the fish oils, um, there's obviously a huge, a huge range of, of fatty fish that could be used. We tend to prefer something like a sardine, something that's, uh, its life cycle is shorter. Uh, it's also lower on the food chain. The two benefits of that would be sustainability um, because of that short life cycle um, versus like something that's going to take 10 years to develop. Uh, it's harder 
uh, the, there's less, uh, I guess, turnover, so the populations take longer to uh, to come back. Versus something that every year goes through the life cycle, then it's it's it goes up faster, so it's more sustainable. But the other is the contaminants. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I mean, we have put a lot of stuff into our oceans, which uh, we don't particularly want to be consuming, from mercury to heavy metals. Um, and the problem is if you take a fish that's high in the food chain, all those contaminants just kind of get concentrated up as you go up in the food chain. So being lower in the food chain uh, is also better for those uh, to, to make sure you don't have those contaminants uh, in your fish supplement. Martha, from a nutritionist standpoint, do you recommend the krill oil soft gels? I, I look at the, the individual person and I will look and see kind of, you know, what their goals are and what their health risks are and if, you know, how much fatty fish are they eating. And oftentimes I do recommend a fish oil supplement. All right. So hi, everyone. I just want to let you know that you can get all of your omega-3 products through our partners at Ocean Remedies by going to oceanremedies.com. That's www.oceanremedies.com, where currently you can get 10% off your first order by using code SUPERIOR. That's S-U-P-E-R-I-O-R. Okay, so Graham, let's get back right back into it. What are the omega-3s, ALA, EPA, and DHA, and how do they differ? So they are three different uh, obviously different forms of, of omega-3s. Uh, ALA is, you can kind of think of that in a way as the parent. Um, and ALA is, when I talk about the essential fatty acids, ALA is the one essential um, omega-3 fatty acid. And it can get converted in your body to, so ALA has a chain of 18 carbons long. Uh, it can get converted, so your body can add two more carbons to make a 20 carbon chain, and that will form EPA. You add two more carbons, so now you have 22, and that is, is DPA. Um, so they're not essential in the fact that we can produce EPA and DPA. The thing is, though, the efficiency of that conversion is really not that great. And that's why it's really important to consume EPA and DHA in your diet, because that efficiency, I've seen some estimates, it goes from, say, 1% to maximum I've ever seen is a 10% efficiency. So that means a lot of that ALA cannot get converted. But if you eat it directly in your diet, then you're getting, you can get it in that way and get the benefits uh, from omega-3. So either through eating those fatty fishes or taking uh, the krill or fish supplements. Interesting. So, Martha, when you are consuming omega-3s, what would you consume to get your ALAs, your EPA, and your DHA? Well, it's pretty easy to consume the ALA because it's in a lot of vegetable oils. It's also in flax seeds and walnuts and leafy greens. So that's not so difficult to consume, but it's much more difficult to get in the EPA and the DHA. If you're having two servings a week of fish, and really it should be like a fattier type of fish, you should be able to get an average of about 250, 300 milligrams a day of the EPA DHA. So, you know, again, that I'm not talking like fish sticks or, you know, flounder or sole. It's more of the, the salmon, the sardines, the mackerel, the herring. So two servings a week, four to six ounce servings, should, you should be able to make that recommendation. But most people don't do that. Right. 
is there any vitamins that, and this could be for Graham all you, is there any vitamins that you should not mix omega-3 with? I mean, not that I'm, I'm aware of. I mean, I think... Uh, I've never heard of that. <clears throat> so who would benefit the most from taking EPA supplements? People who don't eat fish. You know, a lot of people hate fish. People who follow a plant-based diet. Pregnant women, which we'll talk about, I think, in a little bit. Um, as somebody mentioned earlier, hot people who have high triglycerides need higher doses of omega-3s. I would even say people who are in very, very low-fat diets. Mm -hmm. um, people who are seeking help for eye health and also for cardiovascular health. Right. And like you said, like typically diets don't usually have enough omega-3s in them. So you'd have to supplement, right? I just don't think pe people just, again, they just don't eat enough fish or they're afraid of, you know, the contaminants in fish and the mercury and PCBs, uh, or they're eating the kind of fish that don't have, have very little omega-3s in them. Now, I know we touched a little bit about this before, but is there any other place besides fish that you can find omega-3s? There are some fortified products, like, for example, there are fortified omega-3 fortified eggs, but in one egg, it's only giving you about 0.13 grams of omega-3s, and if your goal is something like 250 to 300 a day, you'd have to eat a lot of eggs to get to your goal. There are some other um, fortified meat, so drinks or juices or yogurts that might be fortified with DHA or EPA, but it would be a very small amount. So for people that are not taking these supplements or not having a high fish intake, you highly recommend that this sh should become part of their daily routine, right? So really, uh, I think everyone, everyone can benefit um, from taking the supplements, eating eating more uh, fatty fish. I mean, as I talked about before, definitely want to involve your physician in, uh, in a decision like this. Um, but there is going to be a broad benefit. It's, it is hard to eat. Uh, my family, I mean, they, we, we love salmon. We, we love sushi. But still, it's, it's difficult to, I mean, the recommendations are often of three portions a week. It's, it's difficult to maintain that. So supplements are a great way where you can kind of reduce the stress. You can stress in actually in eating it. Um, and actually, but also omega-3s have been shown to help the stress as well. But you can make it easier on yourself and your family to, to keep that, uh, that sufficient uh, level of omega-3s uh, in, in your diet. It's still great to eat the fatty fish. I mean, obviously, that fatty fish source is, is going to be your best overall. But the supplements are a fantastic way to kind of to fill in the gaps and, and make sure you're, you're getting enough levels of omega-3s. And really, everyone, as I said before, everyone can really benefit from the the pregnant mother whose baby needs a lot of omega-3s as it develops all the way through to, to a senior who, again, is really going to benefit from omega-3s. Yeah, definitely. Got to give it a try. Um, before we wrap up, Michael, I want you to tell everyone that, because I know that you are working alongside Vitamin Angels, and I want you to tell everybody about that. Yeah, I think it's really important that brands do more than just offer a high-quality product at a, an affordable price point. I really think that consumers should be able to support a cause and, and, and create an action uh, that they can vote at every day. So I think when you go into a retail store or you buy online, we want to have an impact that people can feel and see. And so with every purchase of Omega-3s, we provide nutrition to somebody in need for a year. 
And I think that's something that, that is a lot unique. It's not like a one for one. It's something that they can really feel an impact and make every purchase go further. I think that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Michael, Graham, and Martha. This was very informative, but that is all the time that we have for this first episode of season two of the Wellness Academy. But everyone needs to stick around for the remainder of our six-part series on omega-3 fatty acids. And in the future episodes, we're going to dive into brain health, women's health, inflammation, and how omega-3s can help your cardiovascular health. So you don't want to miss it. Go to oceanremedies.com to pick up your omega-3 products. And don't forget to subscribe to the show to keep learning more about omega-3 fatty acids and their incredible health benefits.